I am you. And the thing about this, the golden rule, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It sounds, and, and this is the thing, is when you break it down initially, you say, okay, this means I'm supposed to go home and learn how to love myself because I see that maybe there's some issue there. And when I fix that, I'll be able to love my neighbor because he's an asshole. So you go home, you stand in front of the mirror, and you start trying to tell yourself what? Oh, you're this, or you're that, or you're meant to be. You're great, you're beautiful, you're perfect as you are. Whatever it is, as you say it looking in the mirror, most of what you say will make you feel uncomfortable when you say it. Why? Because you're looking in a mirror and it's creepy to stand in a room and talk to yourself. It's just part of the way that it, we're wired. Mirrors are kind of a novel thing. And um, traditionally, we're not confronted with the opportunity to stare ourselves in the eye and have this conversation. When that saying was created, mirrors for the most part were kind of like luxury items. Most people did not wake up in the morning and go look in the mirror. So now you've been sent home, you're in front of the bathroom mirror, you've been through that struggle, and you're still there. And that's what you're working on. And lots of people are. You're trying to get rid of your ego, you're trying to get rid of your suffering, you're trying to get rid of things in order to be left with what you've deemed is like desirable and acceptable. It's probably love, peace, joy, and happiness, constant, just constant satisfaction. And constant um, invitations from life that are just sugar. They essentially are just turning you into an addict which eventually then you won't be able, you'll just be clutching onto it, which means you've now become a slave to your desire for living, which is just, you went to the other extreme. So now what happens when we're stuck there and we reconsider the original suggestion, problem, whatever it is you wanna call it, this golden rule it's like a, a righteousness, inherent righteousness in the uh, order of the words. So now, you've gone inside and you just couldn't find it. You couldn't hold on to it. You couldn't do it over and over again. So now, I ask or suggest or I, uh, I say this is kind of like what I did. I, uh, I went outside. And I said, so what am I supposed to do? Leave everything out? And the thing that, you know, is supposed to have this unconditional, constant love and appreciation and gratitude for is just myself? What is that? And how is it that I can label this thing that I'm calling myself as perfect, complete, whole, beautiful, blah, 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 blah. 
when the whole time that I'm saying it, I know that I'm just saying opinions and it's almost like going to the gym, I'm expecting the results. So what you do is you dig a little deeper into who this, where did you even come up with all those opinions? And what you recognize is, is that all you're able to do is describe yourself from two other points of references, which would be two other people. Let's say if you say that you're this tall, that is only in relationship to two other people. You wouldn't take a sample of one. If you saw a star and it was the first star that was ever named or first time that thing was identified, you would just say star. When the second one comes about, you might notice, oh, star A, star B, first star, second star. But the other star is a slightly different color. So now you say the first one is a golden star, yellow star, and the other one is a blue star. Okay, now you see another one, and then you notice that that one's a different size from the other two. So then now that first star becomes a large yellow star, and the other one becomes a small blue star. So now all three of you have identities, but you would have never really had all of these distinctions were it not for the other stars. In isolation, it was just star. And in isolation, you are just self, not necessarily myself, which is to distinguish it from other selves. The question is, whose other selves? I would say that there is only one self. So you go back to your neighbor and you see the neighbor and what you recognize in that neighbor is that that person is actually creating the personality that you've created for yourself by having a personality that is apparently separate or distinct from your own. But what is a personality if not just something? It's not material. No one's ever bought one or held one or carried one or anything else like that. It's just essentially the character that a person makes up for themselves in their mind. And of course, there are many default Things that take place because of that default um, decisions, like even, you know, maybe the way you walk, the kind of foods you like, what you don't like, um, what language you speak, all that good stuff. The thing is, though, that what you've now done is you've gone from in the mirror loving your, trying to tell this thing in the mirror all of this wonderful, lovely things. But it just got easier. It just got easier because now all of those things are actually other people. And it's everyone else. And the self that you know doesn't exist without all of them. So any gratitude that you would have had in the mirror would be non-existent were it not for everything that is uh, in the mirror besides your, the, the thing that you're calling yourself. There is no self without other. And so now you look at your neighbor and he parks his car in a certain way that maybe conflicts or contrasts. It contrasts with the way that you park. And that is actually how you get 
your own way of parking, your own way of looking, your own self.